In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In today's Gospel, the mother of the Apostles James and John approaches Jesus and asks him for something. He said to her, What do you want? She said to him, Command that these two sons of mine may sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your kingdom. I always like to say that this is evidence that the figure of the tiger mom, the figure of the mother who is very keen on her son's uh, performance, her son's advancing in life, is not a new figure. It's something that's been around for, for thousands of years. And it's, and it's something good that it's, it's great that parents want their, their children to excel in life, that parents want their children to thrive. Of course, it can have, it can have its limitations if instead of mothering, they are smothering. And if, uh, if they don't respect, um, their children's freedom along the way. But Jesus answered, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the chalice that I am to drink? They said to him, We are able. And so Jesus is asked this question by the mother, but the only response really can come from the children. They have to answer for themselves if they're going to follow him and end up with, with a, a great place in his kingdom, if they're going to, if they're going to shine in heaven. In the end, it's up to them. So he asks them, are you able to drink the chalice that I am able to, that I am to drink? And they say to him, we are able. What a wonderful answer. We can. We can do this. He said to them, you will drink my chalice, but to sit at my right hand and at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father. Jesus implicitly here, tells them, you're right. You say you can drink my chalice, and the fact is, you can, because you will drink it. You will live this Christian life. You will become great apostles. You will even, at least James, you'll imitate me in in martyrdom. You'll give everything. And this is so encouraging for us. The vocation to be an apostle means that they can live the vocation to be an apostle. Our Lord calls them to be apostles, which means that they can do it. And they're right. They say, we can do it. They can't do it, obviously, just with their own effort. They need God's grace. But they can do it. And the same is true for us. The same is true for our Christian life. Sometimes we have a kind of exaggerated humility, a false humility. And we think, oh, all my sins, all my habits, all my all my defects, I'm never going to advance. I'm never going to be a saint. I'm never going to get better at loving God and loving others. And that's false humility. It's just not true. We can. You can. You can be better at prayer. You can be better at charity. You can carry the cross with more courage. Why? Not because you're great. Not because of your own strength. But because of God's grace. Because God has called you to do that. God is calling you to be a saint, God is calling you to be a better Christian. And so if you cooperate, if you try, if you take little steps one day at a time, praying about what the next step is, and then relying on God's grace, you can. You can. There are no excuses 
You can do it with God's help. Lent is a wonderful time for this, to figure out ways in which we can, to look at our life with a lot of sincerity, a lot of courage, and look at ways in which I've fooled myself into thinking I can't. And many times when we say I can't, it's because we simply don't want to, or because we're not brave enough to undergo the changes, or because we're unwilling to suffer the things that we'll have to suffer if we take our Christian life more seriously. But the fact of the matter remains, you can. You can live a much better life, a much more Christian life, and that ends up being a much happier life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.